not mix with faith. We uh, believe in ourselves. That's one of the problems with Christianity today, along with many other problems the world faces. But uh, we hear our text verse is found in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. The writer of Hebrews says here, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them for being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Uh, Difficult to understand, perhaps, is the sad reality that many uh, may sit under the hearing of God's word and never, never hear it. So we hear it, but we do not practice the faith that it takes. And that's what we do when we study the Bible. We read a certain portion of Scripture. And we say, well, I didn't get anything out of it. Well, that's because many times uh, before, or at least I do, and have practiced this for a long time before I get into my Bible reading, which I do each day, I pray first. God, give me the ability, give me faith to believe what I'm reading and the power to act upon it, make it real to uh, to me. So sometimes it's difficult to understand, and it's said that they... Many people sit under the hearing of the true gospel and never hear it. Don't you wonder how somebody can sit under preaching for years and years and years and God never seems to move upon them? Well, the problem is that uh, we got to want to hear we got to want to believe. we got to want to take into action what we do believe. So the scriptures are replete with warnings as to how we hear the word. Notice in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Give you a little exercise on using your Bible this morning, but uh, God says in Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse 24, I believe, uh, God says, And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, with what measure of meat it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hears shall more be given give you a little analogy. Uh, you can be talking in the room with children there and you say, well, they're over there playing, they're over doing this, or over there doing that. 
But isn't it amazing what those little rustles heard? You know, so we have got to concentrate on the Word of God not only when someone is preaching or teaching it, but when we're reading it. You know, uh, just saying I'm going to read my Bible through, and we start in Genesis and we pick up 10 verses or a chapter, whatever we do, and, and we just read it. And it doesn't seem to do much effect, have much effect on us. The only good we got out of it is that, well, I've read the Bible through. And that's fine, you know, I think for the first uh, time, and then you read it a second time, you're going to get more out of it than you did the first time. But we got to understand that physical years alone do not suffice for hearing the truth as it is in Christ. You can hear the word of God this morning with years. But to make it short and to the point, we got to listen with our heart. We got to listen. What has God got for me this morning? We do the same thing if you have a Bible reading. You know, I, I read <clears throat> so many chapters each, each day, and, and I ask God, I say, you know, what, what do you want me to see in this portion of Scripture? And some of those Scriptures, you know, after all this time, I've read over and over and over and over. But isn't it amazing that you see something after 40 or 50 times you never did see before? And you wonder, where did that come from? Well, we had built up the ability to hear. You know, physical years alone do not suffice for hearing the truth as it is in, in Christ. You know, we, as, you know, I've had people right in this church, you know, listening to my preaching for years and years and years, and as far as I know, they died and went to hell. Because, and that's the bad situation, because we're going to, uh, not only in heaven are you going to be rewarded for your, uh, what you did with what you heard, but I believe there's a hotter place in hell when you, hear and hear and you think you're all right because you hear the word. But if you never act upon the word, you really never did hear. You know, there's sounds. There's sounds. But God says in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 12, Proverbs 20 and verse 12 was, uh, is a wonderful verse that of course, I read the Proverbs quite often because I, I just enjoy reading it. But uh, Proverbs 20 and verse 12 says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. Think about that. When you get up and you... Say, you know, they're talking about storms to late this afternoon and the night, whether they come in, I don't know. But, you know, if you got any eyesight at all, this was a glorious morning. 
But who really seen it? You know, do we take it for granted? So, you know, God said, the hearing ear. We heard, but did we really hear? See, so if you have hearing not mixed with faith, then you really didn't hear it. We'll get a little more involved here in, in just a minute. But the Apostle Paul also declared in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6 to give you the Old Testament and the New Testament, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, that's the key to this study. God has got to open up our spiritual eyes to let us see, open up our spiritual years and wanting to receive what he has taught us in our heart. If not, you hear, you go outside, and then James talks about, you know, you forget what you hear. James says that about, you know, looking in the mirror. You know, you look in the mirror, you just see if your hair is the way it's supposed to be and all that, and you don't get down the hall until you have to go back and see again. Well, that's, you take that on a spiritual sense. We, we heard it, we saw it, but until action is put into place, it doesn't remain there. That's why this church attendance is vital. You know, you may hear some of the same things today you heard last Sunday. But you may hear more than you heard last Sunday, even though I may have used three or four of the same scriptures. And you'll see that as we go along. When the Lord gives unbelieving sinners a hearing ear and a seeing eye spiritually, it is a bit of work of creation, that of creation of light in the world. It was dark and God put the sun. The darkness disappeared because the sun was there. We look at the Bible, we read it, we study it. We don't really comprehend it until God turns on, as we hear, you know, the metaphor, God turns on the light bulb. You know, God's, now you see things in a different way. Not just, you know, John three sixteen. That's why that, you know, that's one of the most misunderstood, if not the most misunderstood scripture in the Bible. Everybody reads it. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believe, you know. And they say, well, I believe, so I'm, I'm his. They have no idea what that verse means. But as you study it deep and you cross-reference it with the right scriptures that the Holy Spirit guides you, you'll see what John 16, it's such a beautiful verse, but it's a doctrinal teaching as well. You know, John 3, 19, you know, we look at John 3, 16, 18, but, but John 3, 19 said, and this is the condemnation. This is the problem 
John is saying, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because of their deeds were evil. So, yes, I believe that a child brought up in a Christian home, their advantage, humanly speaking, is greater than the one that was brought up in an alcoholic home or broken home or whatever we may want to say. But we look at this and we see, he said, this, this is the condemnation. This is the problem. And it's still the problem in the world today that light is coming to the world And the light is Jesus Christ. So that we know that we can't see Jesus physically every day. You know, this is Jesus in word form. So you're not going to find out about Jesus by going to a psychic. You're going to find out about Jesus when you read the word of God, and then said, Lord, give me understanding of what I just read. Commentaries are good. I've got about eight or nine, the commentaries, and I use them about the first five years I preach. And they're good. You know, everybody needs at least one Bible dictionary and one commentary. I'm Baptist, but the best commentary there is is Matthew Henry. He's a Presbyterian. You know, God uses other Protestant people to get an insight. So uh, we need to realize that many comment about how much unbelief there is out in the world, but the scriptures declare just how much there is in the heart of each individual. If you don't do what you know to do, because that's what God said, he that knoweth to do good, brother Steve, he that knoweth to do good and do it not, that's sin. Who's in worse shape? The heathen that's never heard the word of God? Are we Baptists that have been fed, you know, spoon-fed, did everything we can to try to get you to understand it, but you refuse to practice what you know. So God said, you know, we comment about much unbelief, and there is much unbelief, but it doesn't do you any good, you know. Give you a worldly example. I've gone to I don't know how many financial seminars. I've got the tapes at home. I've got the books at home. I read them. I studied them. And once I got the financial freedom facts down, then as God gave me grace, I began to practice those. But all that financial freedom seminar was is to show us how we can use our money wisely. This is a 
the seminar. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. But if we do not have a mindset to practice what the Holy Spirit teaches us, the only thing that happens, we become more responsible at the judgment seat of Christ. Because James said, He that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him is sin. You know, so, uh, you know, I probably said that when I was young. I know all three of my kids did. I didn't do it, Dad. You know, it was Kim. I didn't do it, Dad. It was Anthony. Then Jay came along. It, it was her fault. You see, we just blame it on one person after another. It makes no difference what anybody else did. Steve can't make Brenda do anything. Brenda can't make Steve do anything. But what Steve can do is set the example in front of Brenda, and what Brenda can do is set the example in front of Steve. That's what we're responsible for, is to set that example. But hearing not mixed with faith doesn't do you any good, except maybe you've got a little bit of knowledge. But knowledge without faith won't save you. God, startling it is that the word of the writer to Hebrews in writing of the condition of the heart of the hearer in the Old Testament, you know, he says, you know, hearing was not mixed with faith and in them that heard the gospel. And if you don't believe what you heard, then you just become, you know, you let the flesh take over and you think what you're doing is going to give you knowledge and understanding and going to save you, but it goes right back to the cross. If you haven't been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, you're not going to be saved. It was to such the preacher as Stephen was led of the Lord to address the word that cost him his life. Now, you know, if you never, and I'm, I'm sure I've preached on it, I don't remember when, but uh, uh, Stephen lost his life by preaching what he believed and what God gave to him. Let's look at Acts chapter 7. Acts, the 7th chapter, you know. Let's look at, beginning with verse uh, 37. Acts seven thirty-seven. This is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness 
with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and which was Father who received the lively articles to give unto us. Notice verse 39. To whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turn back again unto Egypt. This is a perfect picture of the day we live in. People who have followed the Lord for years are now turned back. They didn't make an open statement, hey, I'm not going to be a Christian anymore, but you're once saved, always saved, and if you're saved and you stop serving God, get ready to go home because that's where you're going. You know, and you call it, I don't know, he was in perfect health, you know, wasn't no sickness. When God decides to take you, you're gone. You don't have to have cancer. You don't have to have a heart attack. You don't have to, you know, being disobedient to that which God has showed you is a quick way to leave this earth. Moses, in addressing that church in the wilderness, pointed them away from himself to one like that the Father would raise up from among them and exhort them to hear him. If you believe this pastor or any other pastor you've ever sat under, that God called him, set him apart, and that was his ministry, you're not disobeying me. You're you're disobeying the one that set me apart because I have no saving power. But I can represent. I can teach. So that's why that, you know, if I know you don't do something, you know, I'm not going to make a point to, you know, make a sermon around that. But if I'm preaching and it comes to my mind, I'm not going to back up either. Because we hear, but it's not mixed with faith. People today do not reject the preaching of the popular Jesus, that's the little J, who is in their hands to accept or not. They don't reject him. That's why that those type organizations flourish. Why? Because they have what the people want. Say people want the word, pretend people want entertainment. It's just that simple. It's not hard. I mean, we can say what we want to, and you can leave here saying, you know, well, Brother Vance is so judgmental. But if, it, if it's in the Word, then I'm not judgmental. I'm just preaching the Word. So, as I said, today people do not reject the preaching of a popular Jesus who is in their hands to accept or not. But if God is dealing with you, Once he deals with you, and it may be a month later, it may be two years later, however long it takes you to submit, 
but you will agree that you had nothing to do with it. It was God that chose you before the foundation of the world and at a given time let you hear the word of God. The spirit of God quickened you, brought you out of the world. That's why that the writer said salvation is of the Lord. Any salvation you can choose and, and not choose, don't waste your time. Harden, hearers, reject the counsel of God against themselves. You know, it's, it's, you know, I can preach something that's in the Bible, and if you don't want to believe it, you just, you know, children are not the only one that can look right straight at you and not hear a word. But adults also can. And church members that have already made up their mind, the only thing I've got to do to go to heaven is to repent of my sins, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe with all my heart, soul, and mind that he died for me. But the second part of it is Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away. If I don't go away, then the Holy Spirit won't come. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will enter your body and he will lead you, guide you, and teach you in all truth. I must prove all truth. And when you reject, that's why the Christians sometimes have a life that is much rougher than a lost person because James said he that knoweth to do good and do it not to him is sin. That's good preaching, Tony. But Acts chapter 7 and verse 35 says, Acts 7 and verse 35 says, This Moses whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and deliver by the hand of the angel was appeared to him in the bush. See, uh, we need to understand that God is in charge and things happen sometimes which you don't understand, but it's part of God's plan to get you where he wants you. In my case, he put me in a Central Baptist hospital for 41 days and stuck a loudmouth Baptist preacher in the bed next to me that wouldn't stop preaching. But if you're his, God's going to get you. He's going to teach you. You're going to walk away from it. And the earlier you walk away from that sinful life and turn into Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, rewards are building up in glory for you. But Baptists today, independent missionary Baptists today, have got a pick-and-choose gospel. What I like, I'll accept. What I don't, I don't hear it. And you can have a mindset that way. It's the same way on election. There are some Republicans that would vote for a dog who's running president as long as he had an R on his chest or Democrat that's going to head a D until America starts voting for the man. Just 
country, it's not going to amount to anything. But it's not going to amount to anything. I don't care who's president, and this is my opinion, you don't have to believe it until America puts God back where he belongs. Now, the body of Christ, <coughs> the body of Christ, according to Ephesians 4, 3, shall be the unity of one spirit. See, God is not the author of confusion. So when we understand that any time, whether it's in a marriage, in the church, wherever, confusion is of the devil. But God said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 3, endeavoring to keep the spirit, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring to keep, working at it. Then Ephesians 4, 4, God says this. There is one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in the one hope of your calling. God didn't call Henrietta out of darkness and me out of darkness and give us two different gospels. Did you hear that? Now, he may give her deeper understanding on some part of it, and me deeper understanding on part of it. That's because, depending on how much reading we do, how much praying we do, how much meditation we do, but there's some random scriptures here as we uh, close out. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, God said this. He said, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now let's break that little verse down. What's it saying? The only way I'm going to get to heaven is to, is to go God's way. The only way Steve's going to heaven is go God's way. He doesn't have two different ways of being saved. We are saved by faith through grace. Baptism doesn't save because you don't do this and this and that. You're not saved. God said, what? In Ephesians chapter 2 and in verse 18, he says, for through him we both have access but one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners and but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Look at verse 20 carefully. If I'm believing the gospel that God wants me to, to believe, it's the same gospel the apostles preached, built upon Jesus Christ, the solid rock. But we are so liberal and we're willing to put friendship above truth. We're willing to put family above truth. 
that we say, well, I, I don't get in that deep stuff. I don't, I don't think the Holy Spirit gives you an option. Come on now. The Spirit of God wants you to believe everything that's in the Word. Talking to a fellow yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty settled on my faith. I've, I've been baptized. Well, let me, let me tell you something, friend. You may need water to be baptized, but there's no water in hell. There's no water in hell. And if you think this water baptism is going to save you, you're in for a surprise, my friend. Well, what good does that have? God, I'm saved. It's not because I'm a preacher. I'm saved, and when God opens a door, it's my responsibility to walk through. If I don't, then he quit opening doors. Psalms 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. That right there ought to tell you that this mixture of gospels doesn't work because, you know, Too many different ways that being taught and preached to get to heaven, to get the blessings of the Lord. There's only one way, and that's through him. He is the only one that can teach you the gospel. He's the only one that can teach you. And study takes long Dedicated hours. But, you know, the way people handle the Word of God is how most people, I say most people, handle their money. That's what a guy told me about a couple weeks ago. He said, I work. I spend what what I make, depending on God to give me health to work the next week, and I spend that. Depending on God to give me strength to work the next week, and I spend that. I said, you know what you just described to me? Suicide. See, we use what God gives us. United States has got one of the poorest health in the world to be as prosperous as we are. Why? We don't take care of our bodies. Make more money in any other country, don't have anything because we've, we've never been taught, don't want to be taught. I work for it, it's my money, I'll do what I want to with it. And that's right.
So as we close, 1 Peter 1.22 says, Seeing he hath purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfriends' love of the brethren, see that he love one another with a pure heart reverently. My daughter took me out for dinner yesterday for Father's Day. Took me to Malone, you know. So uh, I was waiting for my daughter to show up. Why are you waiting? Because she's always late, you know. You just, you just prepare for those things. And while I was sitting there in, at the door in a chair, you know, these four or five people came out of the neighborhood. Well, it was good to see you. Thank you for the dinner. You know, and sobs dropped left, and one of them said, I'm glad this is over. Yes. Only two hours on Sunday morning. I can endure that. Don't you see the correlation? Whatever your plans is for this afternoon, if your dad is still living or you're just going to meet with some people, that's a blessing from the Lord. And you're going to play hypocrite? i tell you what God expects. I ought to say the same thing about Steve when he's not around as it is when he's around. Was that in the sermon? Was now? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this study. We were blessed like